0: You're listening to Red Nation Online. 5th, it's Dan Rouse, Steve Perry, and I'm Ian Clark, and it's a special episode of Eastside Stand Up on the Go. We're recording on our way home, raw, unedited, and gushing over another Joe Vinco Masterclass performance. What else is there to be said? We dodge streetcars and vehicles left and right, going over his hat trick, but also a solid supporting cast of Benoit Sheru, Jonathan Osorio, and even Jackson. We look ahead at the schedule and importance of locking down home points as the Reds look to push for the top of the conference. All this and more on the next 35 minutes on Eastside Stand Up. this Eastside Stand Up on the Go.
1: Yeah, sure.
0: All right. So um, <laughs> I feel like, are, I, feel like int- I feel like an feel like an intrepid in. reporter. All right. So this is the uh, Streeter on the street on the go. Steve Perry, Dan Rose Yes.
1: Hello, hello.
2: <laughs> what was I supposed to say hello then? Hello.
0: hello. I, I don't I don't know how this is gonna this is gonna be okay. So okay. So
1: this is the game, right? Four three four one. It just ended. And we're making our way home.
0: And instead of doing this in the park, we're going to do this on foot.
1: And you can it's electric out here. You can hear the fucking... The, well, at the end of the game, you can hear the calls for MVP. Uh, Sebastian Javinko's being sung in the streets. What a fucking great night. It was the Sebastian Javinko uh, show again. Well, that's what we're gonna, I
0: probably would have started this off by saying... Um, <laughs> I, I challenge you not to talk about him at all in this podcast and it seems to be getting over and over every week this is the only thing that you can keep going back to again and again is, is Jovinko and how he's almost
2: single-handedly doing it all Well how for about team? the opposition? They were awful, weren't they? Orlando <laughs> were just shocking and that, that Colin bloke like he it's for me he doesn't look like a Colin Colin's the name of like a teddy bear or something like that like at the start of the game he was all action and stuff he like, you know, maybe like if Vin Diesel was a footballer that would be him mm-hmm. Come the end of the game, he looks a little bit knackered. He got turned inside out a few times. He looked more like Uncle Fester.
1: <laughs> yeah, I would agree. I mean, he seems a bit uh, aged now. I mean, uh, he, he's like one. Of, he, arguably, he's one of the best defensemen in this league. But uh, he he looked his age tonight. He was uh, given so much space to Javinko at the end. So. You could see, I mean, at the, in the beginning, he has got stuck in, but at the, by the end, he was like giving 20 yards to Javinko every time, and Javinko turned him in, side out twice in the end. Fucking beautiful goals, man.
0: Well, I think that's what we saw at the end was 90 minutes of those two going toe to toe. Yeah. And sure. that Colin realized that if he, if he came too tight, he was gonna be left in the dust. There was yeah. nothing that, There was nothing he could do to stop him. If he tried to go too tight, he was gonna get called for a penalty. He didn't know what to do. <laughs>
1: So it didn't
0: work? Nothing worked for no, him? No, nothing
1: worked for him.
2: couldn't um, be really. That's what it came down to. No, it's, a, it's obscene. Uh, what, what about um, Warner, though? What a fantastic performance by Warner. Like That man has no technical... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he knew exactly what he was doing. But he has no technical okay, the skill whatsoever. Sorry, the goal yeah. was awkward. Drinking. It was hilarious. Yeah. No, I
0: mean, look. It takes real skill to say, I, I'm not going to head it in. I'm going to head it down to my foot and kick it in. <laughs>
1: I well, mean, there's uh, off balance. Come on, you're giving him more credit than he deserves. That's there. what he yeah, wanted yeah. to do. He's like, look, man. I don't think so.
0: The easy, the easy goal is
2: to head it in. I'm going to head it to my foot <laughs> and kick it in. And that's exactly what he ne- did. Never have I seen a footballer who tries to swing for the ball again and again, and every single time it hits his standing leg. And like that, there's one cross that came over by Giovinco, and his volley at it was just he was miles off. I think he was trying to hit a fly or something <laughs> instead. Or, Like, no technical prowess whatsoever. But what a worker, and you can never fault a worker in your midfield, especially when you've got the likes of Bradley and Altidore out of the team. You've got to have somebody who's going to put a shift in there. And Warner's the man. The last few games, he's been good. And I, I think I, in past games, I think whenever Warner gets substituted out, things go to shit. I mean,
1: honestly, I, I mean, I don't think that everything rests on him, but you certainly notice a laughs in the midfield that when, he, when he's substituted out.
0: I'll also say I've never seen someone score a goal and the whole stadium laugh when watching the replay. <laughs> that is definitely the first time where everyone's like ah <laughs> and then when he got it's subbed true. out you when he got subbed
2: out you saw the coaches being like nice goal well scored <laughs> well taken warner um and i know i know steve was a particularly big fan of jackson today i have to say he looked very brazilian today for the first time in a while you know, Steve, Steve should take this off. Well, 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 somebody actually made
1: the comment about how he, uh, he was doing this. Uh, he did this keep up thing where he would like, like, do a little knock and it would go over the player and then he'd run onto it, and it was like you know you know Brazilians are popular are known for their keep ups, right? And I was just like, they need to call this. They need to give this a signature name. They need to call it the Jackson, because he would beat players like that. And then he would. And we were also and then he would... because he didn't hold it. Like he didn't hold it. Uh, and try and carry it like forever uh, at least initially right he was trying to get rid of it but we yeah. felt like the pressure of being on defense being the last man was forcing him to actually be um, a selfless player a little bit more
2: yeah, a selfless player by sheer accident, just because yeah, he sure. felt felt so uncomfortable at right back, he just didn't know what to do. So he had to pass it, and that's it. Maybe we found a solution to the uh, to the Jackson scenario. Well, he he, has a... he
1: started seeing Sheru He became Sheru's go-to player at the at the end of the second half. He got four passes and like two shots on net from the back. I was like, whoa. Jackson's the go-to man. All of a sudden, uh, but Jack, that, that one
2: cross in the first half, Jackson coming down the right, and that hanging ball he put over—and who was it who got on the end of that? It was a, yeah, almost a header in there. Yeah, it's fantastic cross, like Jackson. Yeah. I have to say, I'm not his biggest fan, but today he really put a shift in. I
1: hate Jackson, but I loved him today.
0: <laughs> well, this is, this is what i offer on Jackson. Is he's, he's a bit of a, We have a running joke in the stands that we don't—we don't necessarily believe he's a Brazilian player. And uh, maybe we could, maybe come to the conclusion that he is bipolar or holds or dual, dual passports for the US. And sometimes he's playing like Steve Jackson, where tonight we saw sometimes he was playing like Jackson D'Souza, the Portuguese slash Brazilian. Okay, let's not get run over by a streetcar or a cyclist. We see
2: you. Uh, I think he'd be a bit nice there. I, I think he's certainly half Brazilian, but yeah, maybe the other half maybe Miss Jackson. <laughs>
1: Okay, so we've talked about uh, Jovinko so far. This is my first half summary. Jovinko was fucking great. First half
2: summary, okay, let's, Jackson, let's
1: get with that. Jackson became the go-to player, and Shea Roo with his through balls were fucking Mr. Threading the Needle. His through balls were making all the difference. To, to we should players,
0: mention right? that. If we have talked about Jovinko, we, should, we shouldn't we should or we can't forget to talk about Shea Roo, where almost every perfect run that Jovinko went on was courtesy of a perfect pass from Benoit Sheru and we saw like Osorio and Delgado trying They set those plays up, and they couldn't quite get the weight down on the pass. But Sheru, every time,
2: And he he got the assist on the last goal as well, didn't he? He sure did. And and we we just all saw it. He was just there. Giovinco wanted that hat-trick. He was just hanging off that last defender the whole time waiting for it. No one else could find him. And then Sheru finds him in bags of space. And then when you're up against Uncle Fester in the 90th minute, there's no chance. Like, Giovinco's getting that hat-trick. He's taking the match ball home.
1: And he didn't just get the hat trick, he fucking rang it off the post. Like, he just, far post, right? Yeah. yeah I mean, he did the most game. difficult goal he could get. Yeah. Beautiful,
0: Now, should we, we kind of touched on the first half. We didn't say much other than uh, a, a quick analysis. Do we want to go on that a little bit deeper, a little more? What can we say about that first half? I mean, it only finished 1 1,
2: right? So, well, your, your by favorite, no means. Your favorite player on the other team got the goal for them, didn't he? What was it, Luke Bogdan? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he looked a little out of shape yeah. to my eyes.
0: He was kind of the only guy. The only thing that stood out for me from him was. Uh, he looks like he goes back for seconds at dinner time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was his untucked shirt and a few <laughs> extra pounds. That's what I have to say about him. But the uh, the goal wasn't good. And I would say in the first half, you could still say that uh, there was some pretty suspect defending.
1: Okay, uh, so you want to pick on Perkis, So let's pick on Perquise. Because. Uh, Going into this game, Kyle Lahren was the player to watch, right? But I would have to say that he was marked out by Parquise. So you can say, why don't you tell me what you think about Parquise? Because there was some things that he let go. There were some things that got by him. Okay. But when I started watching him, maybe closer to in the second half, I was like, not a ball got past him. I was yeah, and you know what? I'll he was he was he marked out Lahren, He did his job. He was like, and you know, he was even though we were all concerned about him getting another yellow. Uh, I think he was getting shoved and picked on because of the frustration from Orlando not being able to get through. He was, he was frustrating Orlando. He did well,
2: a fuck. No, he was great playing well, there. There was no service that could even get forward to Orlando because like every single time the Orlando defence was getting caught in possession all the time. They just didn't know what to do with it. It was like TFC today against TF- TFC from like three years ago. They were completely brainless. They were completely out of sorts. And TFC, compl- like we were all over them. First half, they should have been up one or two goals at least.
0: I can't disagree. But well, you know what, Steve, I will, I will concede that uh, okay, so Perki did play better towards the second half. But my analysis of him is he's a complete mental case well, okay, out there. Well, so
1: why did you think that? Because
0: I why did I think that because he makes he makes reckless fouls all the time. Puts us I in bad positions it, right? for set pieces. And, uh, I mean, he had a couple, one play in particular stood out to me, and I don't know if it was Lauren, but one where he completely misjudged the bounce on the ball and tried to kick it, missed it, and that left, that was the one where Lauren rounded the keeper and couldn't finish the goal. That was all per key. I mean, that was a ball that was right in front of him, and, he, and the ball just bounced over his foot. Oh, okay. Um, so,
1: so, there were some mishaps in the first half, but, you know, when they brought Zavaleta in the second half, uh, Zavaleta didn't play better than him fact, I was more nervous when Zevalet was on the field.
0: And that's fair. I mean, he doesn't have the same level of experience, right? So.
1: And I also noticed Perkis was holding his uh, upper left thigh, so I'm kind of concerned about his leg right now. Well,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. And then.
1: Uh, he could be going on the injury list. So. Yep. Um, where should we go from here, guys? Well, well, people people could be kit. coming off the injury list, can't they? Who's that? People could be coming off the injury list.
0: Well, hey, so, oh, there's a, there's a quick sights and sound. The one of okay. the at the beginning of the game. The, so, uh,
1: yeah, there was just uh, uh, so I wanted to look, talk about the you guys missed the prescribed uh, TFC pregame analysis uh, done by the in in stadium host, whatever her name is, uh, where she suggested that uh, the three things that uh, we needed to focus on. The first being. Um, what was it? Hang on, sorry, I got this in my notes here.
0: <laughs> this is live. We're keeping it live. No editing on this episode. <laughs> the listeners are gonna really enjoy it. This is gonna. Be, this is gonna be their favorite part.
1: Okay. Well, so the, so the second thing was the second thing that he said is Ashton Morgan returns to the field. But then the next thing out of the fucking the, the next announcer's mouth is that. Ashton Morgan's on the substitution list
2: and I'm just like what? <laughs> so our, our, He didn't get a run out tonight either did he?
1: Nothing
0: <laughs> but that was one of the keys to the game his return of not returning
2: I think we know the three keys to the game though. Giovinco 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 Yeah his first goal his second and goal wasn't and, wasn't and his third any, goal yeah.
1: He wasn't in any of the pre-game analysis so I'm just like man somebody's gotta fucking write this better because <laughs> well, he totally missed the story they, Well they're maybe trying maybe to make it seem like,
0: like there's something going on other than him well, we all know that's not true.
1: The third thing was filling in for Altador and maybe that was what Javinko. Maybe the, the innuendo was that Javinko was the fill-in, right? But he's not the fill-in.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what? And that's, let's maybe that's a little like a sidebar we can go on. Is that as much as Michael Bradley and Josie Altador are our two other DPs? The truth is, everything rises and falls with number ten. That's. I mean, that's. It's definitive. There's yeah. no, other, there's no debate. There's no discussion. There's hey, no, there's the no fans, discussion.
1: The fans spoke to it. They were singing this MVP, right? They were just chanting MVP, MVP. And if we, After if he we, scored his third goal, I mean, and if know.
0: we segue into the MLS MVP watch that we've been doing for the last three weeks now, I mean, this is just another game where it's like the manner in which he scores. He scores a penalty. He draws a penalty and scores a penalty. Gets a free kick off the post and in, and then. Uh, and then he scores that amazing one going one-on-one against uh, Colin, and putting it far post. I don't know, what more do
1: you want? Well, hes I mean, he can certainly score in any way, like any way possible, right? He, I mean, any way he wants. Yeah, he's, he sort of I scores mean, at will. That's the crazy thing, is that,
0: uh, you know, he it's like, what do you call it, like a baseball player pointing to the outfield, right, saying he's
2: calling a shot. Well, that, that's it. It's just that like, there's no contest for me. And it's just the, the actual technique with that free quick was just... Just unreal. Like he he almost—if you watch how he does it—he wants to put so much dip on that shot. He almost kicks himself in the face. He's got so much uplift on that leg. He's just got that technique down to a T. There's no one else in the MLS for me who can do that. Everyone, everyone else who's got in the running for this, is waiting for their Zimmer frame. You know, they're too old for it. He's in his peak. He's the best there. So, what do we want to say
1: about Orlando's lineup? I mean, Kaká wasn't playing tonight.
0: Although we did see a Kakad jersey a few rows down from us. And I guess he, he was upset. He looked
1: a bit upset, didn't he? That was quite funny. He,
0: f- and he is, felt dumb. <laughs>
1: and isn't, Drogba, isn't Drogba supposed to be playing for them?
0: No, he signed for Montreal.
1: Well, so, I mean, is that that's the story now, right? But didn't he originally sign for Orlando? What's no, it,
0: the, the rumor was at first that he was going to go to Orlando, but it obviously didn't pan out. He, I think he wanted to go to a French-speaking club, which left one choice in MLS pretty much.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, so, but I think,
0: I think I think without Kaká, that was that was probably a, a big blow for them because um, well, he's we, been quite good.
1: So will we see Kaká in a couple of weeks when we right. face them again? I think we will. So it'll be a different team. Bro. Yeah, I think I think uh, although
0: we'll have uh, we should have Bradley and Alcântara back by then. So it'll be yeah,
2: two different teams playing.
0: I think I think almost any way you cut it, we should be a better team than Orlando. Right now,
2: oh no doubt about it, don't you? Know, don't talk yourselves down. TFC are a decent team now. They're a team that I've got the ability to go fairly deep in the playoffs. Orlando, from what I've seen tonight, that's the first time I've seen them. Admittedly, but they were terrible. Now you can't tell me that Kakar's going to score three goals to put that as a four-four. They're just not a good team, but they're new. Same with NYCFC. You know they'll, they'll get there, but not right now.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, obviously coming into this game. All the, uh, let's not try to get run over as we cross the street. All the chatter on Orlando was uh, old Kyle Lahren there. Old Kyle Lahren, I'd say the 20-year-old old Kyle Lahren.
1: The rookie. rookie. <laughs> old.
0: Who's sitting on, I think he's on 12, 12 goals so far this season. He broke the record for rookie goals. So was
1: the story going into this game. We were expecting to see more goals from him. And instead we see Javinko just fucking rip the shit out of the fucking scoring record, right? Like he's just going after it now.
0: Yeah, and if so, it, depending on I don't know where. Savico flips the script. I think he's now the leading scorer on 16, yeah, and Ka- and Kai Kamara is on 15. Unless uh, he scores some goals this weekend, if I'm not mistaken, that's where it's that's where it sits.
1: But we also have a game this weekend, right? So
0: we do have a game, and I don't know if this is our game in hand, but this was. And I should also say, coming off of New England, a 3-1 loss where they look pretty piss poor, um, to come home. Where we have, we have 10 of our last, next 14 games are at home, right?
1: Because we missed all our games at home at the beginning of the season.
0: Correct. Um, to come out and win 4-1 on home soil when you have nine more home games, I think that's bodes well. Bold,
1: well. Fuck, we could never win at home, like for the last eight seasons. No.
0: <laughs> but it's like the there is a notable difference, especially over the last month, between how this team plays at home and on the road. And on the road, they're just god-awful. But uh, so, as lo- so if we're looking, not getting too far ahead of ourselves, but we're talking about the playoffs, you know, as long as we can get either a home field, like if we can get home field advantage yeah, in the be, playoffs. Yeah, so if, if, we get, if we get the unfortunate wild card, wild card berth, but the home field advantage on that, that's huge for us to get through to the next round, as well as if we're in the next, whatever next rounds, we get the home field advantage on that. Where should we post up? You want to just post up over there? Yeah. No one ever hangs out over at the Shoppers Drug Mart.
2: I hang out there
0: all the time. What are you on about? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's my favorite place to record the podcast under the loading dock at the Shopper's Drug Mart. No one ever bothers us over there. What are we sitting on? 18 minutes. I don't know if we're going to admit how, how long it pulls off. This is this is sort of like an Eastside stand-up supplement episode.
1: Sure.
0: Sort of. Because so, it's a weeknight. We don't usually do the weeknight podcast, so we're doing it this time. It was an Un- exciting
1: game. So it it's was. Worth, it's worth talking about and worth saying something about, right?
0: I agree. I agree.
1: So, um, I mean, we were t- should we talk about upcoming games that are coming up? So we played Kansas City this weekend?
0: Yes, and that was something that we mentioned uh, on the weekend when we're talking about the MLS MVP watch with Joe Venko, is that Kansas City has a player who also is being mentioned as a potential league MVP and Benny Fellhaber. Uh, a midfielder that's got, I think he's, he's somewhere like six goals, 10 assists, um, doing really well for them. So that's something to watch, that these two guys are going to be on the pitch at the same time. And, and the connection as well is that our, what was his name? Uncle Fester. This is his yeah. former team. Yeah, Playing uh, his former, this is okay. that's his former team, supporting Kansas City. And it, like that's really, this is the pivotal opponent for us in the Eastern Conference is Kansas City, more so than Orlando. And there's also the thing like Kansas City was the first team we ever played at home in 2007. So there's always that underlying yeah, for sure. rivalry and they beat us I mean, um, in our very first ever home game, which is I think always kind of
1: stuck, stuck us for we always hate them for it.
0: Yeah. Um, but that's what we have. I know I'm missing one of our games after that, but I know we will be playing Orlando again soon. I think I'm missing our road game on the 15th. That's the one I'm drawing a blank on. And then we have Montreal at the end of the month which we'll probably see Drogba, by that point, come and play at BMO Field. And Montreal's a team who's, who has got off at the start of the year and all of a sudden are playing a lot better. So well, gonna be the, way, the Drogba, way it's sitting right, so. right now is that, you know, Toronto and Montreal are in position, they could play each other in playoffs, and Vancouver is, is in first place. Oh, really? or up at the top of the Western Conference, so, you know. It, you say?
1: It, Canada owns this league?
0: Well, I wish I could say the Canadian players do. They don't, they aren't getting much time other than Jonathan Osorio. Yeah.
1: Who
0: are we looking at here? Red
2: the Bulls. New
0: York Red Bulls. Wait, there's the other game. New York Red Bulls. They're right
2: Phillips brothers. Yes. If they get to play, if they get to play. Are you like, actually concerned about Drogba signing for Montreal? Because I just don't think he's going to be that good.
0: Well, I think he's still got something in the tank, even though he's at 37 years. Of, like, he's never been like, his knees aren't busted up, his back's not broken. Like, he's still been playing
2: could still walk. <laughs> yeah, I suppose he is. Well, I mean, Davayo
0: came in here, what, 36, he I think like, it was? It wasn't and... like
2: two or
1: three years ago when he was like the leading scorer in the EPL, so I'm sure he's got something left on the touch, right?
2: He's got something. I just don't, I don't think he's going to be among the best, though, in the MLS. I just can't see it.
1: You don't have to be the best to be in MLS. <laughs> <Okay>.
2: <laughs> All right, that's it's true. Where, yeah. It's where
1: dinosaurs come, right? To die? It's
2: true, apart from Giovinco. Apart from Giovinco. For sure.
0: But I, th- I do think, I know we touched on this already, but maybe I'll, I'll, I'll reiterate it about how important in this game I thought uh, Sheeru was to the overall play and, all, and a lot of those goals coming about. Because um, I think for me, there'd been a couple games where he'd been, I don't want to say anonymous, but not quite as influential as he was sort of in that first two months of the season. I thought he really came in and, and looked good on the hop in the last couple games, maybe because of the injuries that have been going on or just like the team has been I a think, I think
2: He's looking for more of the Bradley pass. He's looking for that pass that's going to split people up, and that's what Bradleys are always looking to do. And Shaver has actually produced the last few games. Yeah.
1: And he's had the space to do it because Bradley hasn't been there, right? So he's actually been given the space to actually show what he can do. And you know, it's not like I've never seen those passes from him before. It's just that other people are making them as well. But now there's nobody making them except him, and he's and it looks brilliant. Like the, it's it's like an off running pass. You're just like whoa. All of a sudden it's like it gone in a different direction and, and it's gone right through and perfectly timed it so it's like outside of the distance of the keeper. It's a beautiful ball. Yeah. He gets beautiful balls, man. It's just yeah. like...
0: You know You know what I would, I would draw a parallel is the quarterback, like a football quarterback who knows where receiver at one, two, three, and four are going to be. And he, and he runs, he goes through the list in his well, head. It's
2: like in Premier League form, it's like Charlie Adam like he plays like a quarterback you know he's, he's uh he looks like a bus driver he's ugly as hell but he just sits back in that <laughs> position and he just spreads it around
0: yeah and he sees if, that, if you know Jovenko doesn't make the run then he's looking up the next guy next guy and then the final one is put it out wide to Jackson who's doing the overlap
2: someone we talked about a lot tonight as well we haven't mentioned was Osorio. and it's how the lad's got a lot of ability he works hard but he just won't take that you know he just won't pass it first time he hasn't got the confidence to do it but he's got the ability
1: but let's uh, that one play at the end where he with the corner came to him. He made that run. He did that little fake Fantastic. and then the ball over to Warner. For the, and the, the that and it was a beautiful chip actually. when you look at the pass that came from Rosario, just it was a nice chip. And we saw, you know, one of the things that I would say that characterized tonight's game is holy fucking chips. like there was a lot of beautiful chipping going on. I mean lot, lots of it coming from Javinko, but he wasn't the only uh, cat in this action, right? I mean, Osorio did a few Warner did a few Jackson did a few like I'm just like everybody's into the chipping game now and it's like and it's looking beautiful yeah and
0: Osorio's chip was the perfect
2: one to head down to your foot that's what I would have said about that one perfect perfect like he knew exactly what he was doing let's stand by Warner on this one what a beautiful footballer he is (laughs) but but what I'll
1: say is that uh, chips do show a little bit of confidence right because chips chipping is like sort of you gotta take that you gotta have the balls to fucking do that little half kick, right?
2: And you look like a fool if it goes wrong of as well. You do. <laughs> yeah, big time. So
1: it's all confidence, right? So, uh, but but you're right. I mean, that's what I was complaining about. I was complaining about Osario uh, not having the gust to take something first time. Because he's it, just so many times he'll be in the right position, he'll get the ball, and he takes one too many touches, and then everyone's on him. And if he had taken it right away, it might have been a different story, right? And I wonder he if maybe would that be a hero, he would be a, a local hometown hero. And I
0: wonder if maybe a part of that too, though, is I mean, he's clearly strong in possession and dribbling, and he always thinks that I can just dribble myself out of these. You know, it's like I'll just I'll take as many touches as I so want. It just
2: it might be an overconfidence within there. Uh,
0: maybe not overconfidence. But maybe he's got that. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? you know, I don't know, ace up his sleeve. I don't know, something where it's just like, he's always something to fall back on, which is his dribbling and his technical ability when it's like, you're right, you just don't do that. Just yeah. go for the first thing that's that's happening. You don't always think that, okay, I'll just yeah. dribble around and just pass it off to someone.
1: Because the opposite is that a defense that's under desperation will actually go in and make the tackle and get the ball off you. So I think the defense, the more pressure is on them to actually make the play, which is where they take it from you, right?
0: I agree. What other, any
1: other any other interesting notes any yeah, any I, sights and sounds well, anyone? I do want to do the sights and sound about the uh, so in the South End we saw that banner go up so oh, you yeah. know a little bit about this it, it read uh, football without ultras is nothing justice for District ultras so do you know do you know the story behind this or no? What? All
0: I know all I know is I know who the District ultras are. Oh. they're from DC United. If I if them I them if I had to suspect, and this is uh you know if someone wants to give me more of the details or point me in the right direction. I would suspect that something there's, I think it's Bravo um, Bravo and, and there's District Ultras out of DC that um, they may have been either some of their members or they've been given the boot or something like that. It's not uncommon in MLS where um, people who are a little more on the hard line of support are not welcome at the stadiums and often if their language is not... Family friendly, they get singled out, or some of the ways they support um, don't go over with the management or the club owners. They s- seem to get singled out. That's probably what my, my suspicion so that, is. So,
2: that TFC support was out like they changed the ultras or something like that? Like, were they like, did they do non football related themes? Were they campaigning against Action Bronson a few weeks ago? Like, <laughs> what's the story of that? Do they just like to complain every few weeks? Like, yeah, what's going they're
0: on? They're just supporting fellow supporters around the league. That's what they're doing. Yeah, I've never,
1: seen, I, I've never seen that much before other than local than local people, right? Yeah, that's true. So it's kind of neat. I mean, I think it was a neat thing. So and I sure. think,
0: you know what, I know that um, if I'm not mistaken, when D.C. Had did a march, they did a march a few years ago because they were trying to get a new stadium. I feel like people from Toronto joined in on it when we played with them, played against them in D.C. So it's not uncommon for Toronto City supporters to, and especially I think D.C. is one of like the first sort of real proper supporters in MLS is out of D.C., Um, so I think there is a bit of, I think, um, you know, if most teams or most clubs or supporters know their history in MLS, that's who you should be looking to as the ones who really set the stage in this league as, like, really good, like, flag waving and, like, whether it was smoke or flares and stuff like that, and Chicago as well, when they came in years later, have done a really good job, and, of course, then Toronto, Seattle, and Portland,
2: so... Yeah, I've done Chicago away. That's a decent support over there. And, and especially to say their stadium's so far out of town as well. Really good support. Although, yeah, C- CFC, I could tell, rehashed a lot of their songs as well.
0: I think they, a lot of the songs have been rehashed Yeah, yeah, <laughs> been <laughs> been the yeah, yeah. You kind of hear them everywhere you go, especially when you, yeah. watch, like, you watch those games on TV and you're like, yeah. hey, that's the Danny Diccio song. <laughs> What's going on? That's our song. <laughs> no, not really. Not really.
2: The referee songs need a little bit of work, I feel. Like there's one when uh, somebody fouled, somebody got the first yellow card of the game an opposition player bowled over Giovinco and someone started chanting you can't do that. It's, it's lacking a bit of creativity, that. Like what's wrong what's wrong with swearing? Just swear a little bit. <laughs> there's 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 low, yeah, I can't I can't deny there's not huge amounts
0: of creativity, but hey, we're trying. Trying, Dan. Baby steps, all right? Um <laughs> Any other thoughts, Steve? Did we catch anything else in that game? I'm trying to I could have sworn I probably had a few more ideas or thoughts on uh, sights and sounds, but maybe not.
2: The referee was crap.
0: Yeah, that's year. that's our that's our boy from KW. Canadian. He's
2: <laughs> pretty yeah, bad. I mean
1: yeah. I mean I, I don't i I think I rail every time about the ref, but I just like Giving up with them, they're just not, they're just like usually the extra player for the opposition. Yeah, you just have to deal with it and
0: accept it. It, it
2: doesn't matter when you win, I suppose, as well. But like, there's about a one time when he gave a yellow card to Shea Rue, he didn't see the incident at all, and he just saw two fellows like you know, head to head with each other. So he's like, Oh, okay, I'll just yellow card them both. It looked like they've both been naughty. And like, he's just, he just didn't well, have a clue what went on. So
1: I would even say that the first call against Javinko was suspect, right? Like, I mean, that was clearly a dive, but then, uh, like 10 minutes later. He's getting fucking kicked in the back of the ankles and no call. I mean, it's like honestly, the inconsistency with this ref, or he's maybe it's his consistency is that he's fucking terrible. Like he's he's consistently terrible. He's, he's com- consistently got the wrong call. He's Can I say inconsistent. that inconsistent? Well, I mean, just say he's always got the wrong call. Yeah. So, yeah, he's. I mean, he's got a perfect track record for me. Shit.
0: No argu. No arguments here, guys. I, I have I don't have much to add on and, that.
1: And you know, the guy behind us who works at T S N he was like saying when he saw the guy's name, he's like, Oh, this guy's fucking crap. Like I mean his reputation is terrible too. So
0: The second half was kind of stop and go non-stop
1: no but it was getting out of hand too I mean like pe- players were taking it into their own hands to fight each other like that melee was a perfect example which was really just Rue trying to pick the player up but then all of a sudden the Orlando guys tried to turn it into something and then fucking Rue gets a card for it for being gentlemanly gen- gentleman sports I mean just that's ridiculous a proper Frenchman no but I think it's ridiculous right it is kind of ridiculous have we got a yellow out of that ben oui Maybe you should <laughs> talk to the fourth official. <laughs> yeah, you he should have.
2: Just bad refereeing all around in MLS. So anyway, we we'll just. But in the, the end, it. but the hey, French, it's yeah. Perkis
1: and fucking Sheru. Yeah. You
0: have nothing good to say about K- him. Cantari, I, hey, I have only only good things to say about Sheru. Perkis, <laughs> I'll give you. He played better in the second half, but uh, still, I'm still waiting. Still it's waiting okay. for more from him. Yeah. Um So on that, and I, I'll
1: give you that he made some blunders in the first half. Thank you, no, Steve. There
0: even. we go. <laughs> Friends. Again. Friends. <laughs> All right, friends again. Um, okay, so you know what? I think we'll, we should leave it on that. I'm just going to throw this bad boy up. No editing or nothing. I don't even know what this is going to sound like, to be honest with you. Yeah. This whole waving around the microphone thing, usually yeah. it's not quite like that. Um, so hopefully the listener enjoys it <laughs> they can handle this. Bizarre episode, oh, but uh, the
2: listener. Are you saying singular there,
0: or you, what you mean? <laughs> Did I say the listener? Yeah, <laughs> singular. <laughs> Me. When I, mean, I listen
1: back to it, I'm the only person
0: who downloads this podcast.
1: So should we do the how you can get in touch with us kind of bullshit? Yeah, why not? <laughs> so how can we get in touch with us?
0: Dan, hey, Dan. Can can
2: we say anything about you? What you're doing <laughs> these days? Okay, I'm just. I'm, I'm going to be starting working at school next week, and I'm on Twitter at Daniel J Rouse.
0: Updates are going to be Coming fast and furious Do you keep that? Do you use that for your job Or will you
2: be changing it? I, I think I'll use that for my job At the moment I rarely post on it But I'll probably have to start Doing it soon
0: <laughs> <laughs> So don't don't look at it Until Monday morning Yeah,
2: yeah that Tuesday Tuesday morning Tuesday, oh Yeah, Tuesday yeah, Then it'll start moving then Yeah, yeah so yeah.
0: orientation's on Monday He won't be on then But Tuesday he'll be at his desk You can get, <laughs> you can get home then Steve Perry You can
1: catch him on Sunday nights Unequalize the start On CIUT 89.5 FM And uh, you can only write me by email But just go to our We have a blog and stuff But well, You can get to, you can get in touch with me You through me Yeah but okay But I wanted to mention something Okay so th- uh, Recently It came to my attention About this great Calgary band Called the Pagans of the Northumberland uh, They got an awesome soccer song Or a song that starts with a soccer chant So I've seen this done I've heard it done lots of times And it's fucking Never usually works out But this actually is decent So uh, I invite you to go check them out It's the Pagans of Northumberland And they have a song called St. Pauli. Go and check it out. On, it's on Bandcamp. Go and listen to it. It'll be great. It'll be worth it. I you think
0: time. that's the band, St. Paul. Or the, the, the Pagans
1: of Northumberland? St. Paulie,
0: though, is Saint probably Pauly the is team. The
2: that's yeah. German team, yeah. Yeah.
0: Left wing, communist. Maybe that's what it's about. Maybe these guys are as well. Could be. Could be. They do have, if, hey, if you like, I've never seen a club put together a clothing line like St. Pauli though. That's for sure. There is, they really there have a, a good store. they a
1: front band from Calgary. They used to be in a band called Knucklehead. Now they've got a new band called the Pagans of Northumberland
0: beautiful look for them and you can get me at clark rno on twitter info or or have your say at RedNationOnline.ca. uh oh and so the heads up is uh this weekend kamal and aaron might be doing the podcast so yeah. keep an eye out for that steve and i both neither of us will be at the game and then uh we'll figure out what's coming up beyond that uh, i'm going on vacation going back to newfoundland do my annual pilgrimage to um what is it King George the fourth field the only time Canada ever qualified for a world cup oh, yeah, was right. in St. John's That's true. I pay my respects to a, what is now I think it's a, a metro grocery store <laughs> or Loblaws no way. well there's a field It's exactly where the field was <laughs> but now they set up a field like a, um, adjacent to it which is not the exact same spot so oh, wow. <laughs> okay so anyways uh, thanks Dan for coming no, out no congratulations problem. by the way uh, thank you
2: thank you I'll come for another game uh, one day <laughs> One day. Yeah, that sounds
0: good. Steve and uh, me and Steve are on all the time. I don't need to thank him. I'll see him again at the next see game. Yeah, see you later. Okay, and uh, thanks for listening. will catch you guys next time. We want you to get involved. Reach out to us on Twitter at Red Nation Online or by email at info or have your say at rednationonline.ca. Get in touch with us. Let us know how you thought the team did. Agree, disagree. It doesn't matter. Also, check out our other podcasts on Red Nation Online, From the Black Hole, Ours is the Fury, The Footy Roundup, and our interview series. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you guys next time.